0: Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Money Monday podcast. My guest today is all of you. <laughs> Yay, um this week's episode is very different. We've been talking about a couple of things which I feel like we need to highlight just so that we don't miss out on those points and just so that we are sure that we're getting something meaningful out of the money monday podcast so in the first week we talked about some common myth about money money does not have the upper hand. you have the upper hand, and procrastination is the thief of time and scene of opportunity when you plan you do it we've spoken about a lot of this and more from episode one to four so if you haven't seen any of these episodes i'd like you to go back check them out and listen to them and i promise you i promise you i promise you you're going to be blown away at the amount of content that we have put out there in the next couple of weeks in the next couple of four to five weeks we'll be rounding up season one of the money monday podcast whoa <laughs> i'm so happy and i want you to expect wonderful wonderful premium content we're going to be bringing couples who are going to be talking about how they manage their finances as a couple we're going to be bringing a mother who's going to be talking about managing money in motherhood and a whole lot of juice that i won't just let out right now i just like you to stay tuned and you would be blown away as to the amount of content that we are bringing your way. Today, we'll be showing you some extract from our previous episodes that we think nailed it. Listen and enjoy. Most of us, we don't know about financial literacy until we are like, what, maybe 29, 30, 35 and which is really bad at that point people are people are billionaires already so normally as the first born, they give you money you hold like a bigger share or a very large amount or something were, like that you were a scam yeah. <laughs> i opened my first bank account when i was entering university and I did not have any kids account. 2015, I was actually in the university when I lost my dad. Mm-hmm. And at that point when I lost my dad, it really dawned on me because he was my only source of income. And then the source of income is gone. <laughs> you know, in my mind, I feel like, okay, maybe there is something to fall back on. Maybe there's maybe a pension or maybe a trust fund for me somewhere. Guy, God, God. Mm-hmm. I was shattered. <laughs> Aside from that, I remember when I was very, very young as well, where my grandpa would, if they give me money or if I have a lot of money in my hand, my grandpa would tell my mom that, ah, you're exposing this girl to money hey. at a very young age. Most of us have not been exposed to money because it's not something, it's not, it's not something your mom would just wake up and talk to you about. It's not something that they would put on the dinner table and say we, we have to teach you about it. And I feel like it's something that we need to be taught. One of the things that I get fascinated with is that term, wealth manager, Mm. and I'm always like, wealth manager, you see that they are the richest on planet Earth.
1: It's empowering. You are in a position to add value, Mm. um, create value, and provide direction, of course as far as wealth utilisation, wealth management, wealth maximisation is concerned. Um, You're offering people, you're you're directing people to parts that they are uh, that are relatively unknown to them. And so because of that, uh, there's a lot of responsibility on our shoulders to ensure that people make the right decisions. Because I always wanted to play in the financial space. And at the time, you know, banking, you know, commercial banking seemed that like the only prospect that sort of matched or fit with my dreams. I didn't quite like banking. So I always thought, isn't there something to do that isn't traditional banking, banking banking and i thought whatever it is that's why but at this time i didn't even know about wealth management and so then what happened it was a bit of a stroke of fortune and divine providence because uh, i then got an offer in a merchant bank so i thought okay i'm going to a merchant bank but then while i was introduced to the asset management side of the business and thus began my experience in joining wealth management and i thought wow really a stroke of divine fortune because at some point in the middle of my experience and the job, i realized hey this is what you've always Wanted yeah even though at the time you couldn't quite articulate what it was and um ever since then it's been a beautiful experience and I'm very happy very happy
0: Fantastic uh, with what so. I do so um for you as a work manager what would you say money is I,
1: I know I don't I, I, I don't like to you know I don't think it's something to be philosophical about I don't know why people get very philosophical about defining money it's a means of exchange
0: oh let's keep
1: it traditional right. I, I understand the need to um you know philosophize the definition of money but for me it's a means of exchange right without money i cannot access goods and services right in order to access goods and services i need to exchange it with money right and and there are things that we get involved in business um, career etc that give us access to money that then helps us and empowers us to gain access to the goods and services and Mm maybe the beautiful life that we crave for and desire. So, unfortunately, I'm not able to indulge in these philosophical (laughs) arguments. For me, money is a means of exchange.
0: What does being rich mean to you?
1: What it means to
0: me, I think it means being happy.
1: I think it means being satisfied. I think it means being fulfilled. It's hard for us to agree that Mm -hmm. there's a universally acceptable definition of what it means to be rich. For me, being rich is a state of mind.
0: We have people who now aim to retire very much early. You hear youths that are saying, I want to retire at 35, I want to retire at 40. So we don't even want to get 50 anymore to re- before they retire. So and with the current state of what is going on in Nigeria, what do you think that is even possible to say?
1: Yes, it is, it is. It's very, it's very possible. Even the concept of retirement these days, um, it's also laced with a lot of subtle differences. And the activities, there certain activities that we start to engage in early on in our life mm-hmm. that then give, give us an advantage or necessitates what we define as early retirement, makes it easier, makes it achievable. You know active investments have been going on in the course of your career yeah. uh things like what you call multiple income opportunities um and that's something that people who are seeking early retirement from paid employment have to indulge in have to indulge in there's something in the bible <laughs> exercise 11 verse 2 i don't know what translation it mm-hmm. said but it says invest in seven ventures.
0: Come on, the Bible says it.
1: In eight. Mm. It says you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. So even the Bible Bible advocates for multiple income streams.
0: Yeah. How do you think managing money would help you achieve that retirement plan?
1: Simple. So, um, first and foremost, traditional savings, don't spend everything that you earn. Yeah. And you have to realize that not everything is a necessity. Have a regimented figure. Put those restrictions, okay? Understood. And yes, and it, it's helped better, influenced better by having a target. Also, use opportunities to employ to, uh, and besiege business owners, no matter how small your business is. Um, create, create pension opportunities for your employees. It's very important. No matter how small it is, it's important. Individuals can also adopt a pension, a pension plan.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Money Monday Podcast. See you next Monday. Money Monday Podcast. Subscribe now on all audio streaming podcasts.